2: Thanks for joining us on your Friday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. We're calling it Freaky Friday here at the Morning Answer because we are celebrating Halloween. Since we won't be together tomorrow, so all morning long, you're going to hear a theme. We're dropping clues as the morning goes on. If you want to guess what we are dressed as, because we have completed a full thruple. Our executive producer, Katie, is in on this. Brian is in on this. I'm in on it. Uh, so far, just to recap, I've said I had to <laughs> – just love you. Why are you
1: laughing? Because
2: I'm watching you because as the morning has gone on, you've added more and more to your costume, which I'm Well, it's a, it's
1: a big process.
2: So I, I'll, I'll start with this. I had to take off my crown this morning to go on the air.
1: Interesting clue. I've got hair in my eyes – <laughs> which I haven't had in 35 years. So it's a very different sensation, okay? I,
2: I like it, though. I feel like you can pull this look off.
1: <laughs> Let me tie it in for you and give you a bigger context clue. With the presidential election happening on Tuesday in three days and 14 hours, the polls open in America. In hair, I, I'm more a Trump-looking guy with this costume than a Biden-looking guy. I got a lot of hair going on up here.
2: Yeah, except you might have run against him. Right. For for elected office, and and F- I, I have a
1: family member who sort of likes him very much. Yeah. And there's your big clue for that's seven a, a, That's right, a Margaret? big
2: clue, by the way. 855-785-8255. seven eight five eight two five five. We'll drop clues all day long. It's in the music. It's in things that we say, because we're that good. So if you know, call us. We have nothing. We have nothing to give you. Nothing to give. No, you. No, but we, we will have nothing. Give you uh, accolades, just like. Sure.
1: Dr. Barbara Ferrer, L.A. County Department of Public Health, has said no trick or treating because the worst thing you could do tomorrow on Halloween, 2020, is hand gobstoppers yeah. uh, to a, to a little one because uh, the well, what Fauci says the virus lives on a can of a box of candy for like 18 years. Not a weapons. I got a weapon for you from Fauci.
2: I just this whole thing for eight months we've been told stay outside, stay away from people, and wear a mask. All you're doing is social distancing out. And you're wearing a mask, kids. I think it's fine. I think it's well. We were
1: told to stay inside. You know Uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, but they said
2: if you're going to have a gathering, to do it outdoors.
1: Okay. Speaking of masks, and uh, we're doing the monster mask (laughs) 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 on a Halloween election presidential race morning answer program. Full coverage, of course. Here, the thing is, I saw today about COVID 19 with the election, with voting from home, et cetera. Folks are saying that if everybody, some experts, and I can quote them for you, if people don't, LA Times op ed, I believe, is what it is this morning on a Friday, if people don't fully mask, it's not about Halloween, it's about the masks and the face coverings, then a lockdown looms. So it's almost like when your mom would say, Stop you know, do your rats. chores and you know Ugh. tidy up or else you are going to get like a big punishment. That's what it felt like when but I see, read that. see,
2: this is what's been happening and this is why I'm getting so resentful right now. You keep laughing and calling me a shock jock, but I'm so resentful of I only our did local- I time. A couple of times yesterday and today. It's okay. But you, I'm resentful and I admit it from California who lied to us and said that it was two weeks to flatten the curve and that we were not necessarily trying to beat the disease, that we were trying to prevent our hospital from getting overrun. Well, now it seems that the rules have changed and nobody can do anything until this thing is totally gone. Well, that could be years. So we have to realize that we can't waste our life away. We have a precious gift in front of us with this morning as you're getting up today. And we've got to figure out how to keep ourselves safe and still get back to work now.
1: I was referencing a Los Angeles Times editorial board column that appears today, October 30, Friday. Headline, editorial, mask up or lock down?
2: How about this? We have been masking up and we're still locked down. So you know what I would do? I would take the LA Times. I would take it and I would if I had a piece of paper, you know what? Here's the L.A. Times. If I had the L.A. Times, this is what I would do. And here it is. I go like this.
1: You tear that up. A lot of people and don't like I'd it.
2: then I'd stick it in a bird cage that doesn't even have a bird because I don't have one. But if I did, it would be lined with the L.A. Times because they have gone a little over the top here with that, that headline. Now, also going a little over the top, and maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's a sign of the Times, women. Walmart made a big proclamation.
1: Mhm and it's about the election on Tuesday. I know that much.
2: 4 days away from the election, we've talked about right here locally LAPD basically going on tactical alert, not allowing people time off in the, the run up to the election, I think starting Saturday. We talked about Beverly businesses Hills on Rodeo Drive, Yeah, Beverly stuff. Hills encouraging businesses to board up and literally shut down for both Tuesday and Wednesday and their police officers are also on uh, on high alert. Well, now we have found that Walmart, the chain is going to remove guns from their shelf because they feel not because of any Second Amendment issues, because they feel that after the election, there is going to be so much unrest that people are going to storm their stores, loot and steal their guns and use them to go out and shoot people.
1: Well, there's uh, I don't know what the statement is that comes from Walmart with that. But suffice to say, at this on this Friday morning, with the presidential polls opening up in America in three days, fourteen hours, and forty-nine minutes and thirty seconds from now, there are a lot of uh, th- there's a lot of folks saying what's happened so far, what might be expected. Young people are voting in heavy numbers. The pre-voting, the early voting from young people, some Jennifer who have never voted before. But undergirding all of this are the emotions of this time and the political divide in this great country that was present before any corona. virus came along. So this is an election where folks have an opinion one way or the other, specifically about President Trump, the incumbent. They have a feeling. I think everybody who votes has an opinion of our president, whether they vote for him or not.
2: That's great. I have an opinion about Joe Biden, and uh, I have an opinion about President Trump, and I'm sure that you do, too. But that does not mean that we can't go and peacefully cast our vote based on those opinions and not be threatened by these criminals who want to bully people into not voting. They want to bully businesses into shutting down because of an election. This is so un-American. These people who are threatening this should be locked up and they should throw away the key. Walmart released a statement, according to The Wall Street Journal. Uh, they said Walmart has removed all guns and ammunition from the mm-hmm. sales floors of its U.S. stores this week, aiming to head off any potential theft of firearms if stores are broken into amid social unrest. Now, all
1: that uh, all that, uh, all that uh, Walmart, what, what I'm trying to show is what's happening in the country. It's actually I don't have a. I I was actually not even offering an opinion either way. The information is vital here. There are many public people, politicians, the governor, Gavin Newsom, There are many big private businesses taking what can only be called precautionary poses in advance of the election on Tuesday. And that is, uh, that's pretty unprecedented in my lifetime as an American.
2: Yeah, Walmart, uh, I think, made this decision. They made it quickly because of what they're seeing going on in Philadelphia. We haven't even talked about it, but over the weekend, actually all uh, this week, Philadelphia has seen violence almost every single night and uh, extreme violence, police officers attacked, stores being looted because of an officer involved shooting of a black man. The black man was armed with a knife and even the family, after reviewing the tape, says that the police officers should not be charged in this case, but of course that doesn't stop people who are out there trying to uh, scare and take over people's cities. In Philadelphia, there were 15 stores in a four-block radius for Walmart that people broke into, looted, and robbed. Police have been told to stand down. They haven't been able to get the situation under control, so it's just chaos. So Walmart sees what's happening in their Philadelphia stores and they say, we better, make it, better take these same precautions everywhere else.
1: And with regard to your Southern California Morning Answer, Mayor Garcetti and certainly Governor Gavin Newsom saying we are fully prepared for any event that might be related or unrelated to the election that might arise from what is clearly emotions here leaning in. But the important thing is that a that a peaceful election will happen in America on Tuesday. The pre-voting, the early voting, uh, we're up over fifty thousand, fifty million, 50 million, 80, excuse me, five million, five. Fifty million, five zero, fifty million 50 million votes cast already. 80 million. The number oh went up gosh. to 80 See, million already craziness.
2: this morning. So uh, the numbers are going up significantly. And I wish I could trust Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom to keep us safe after election night. But you know what? I don't because I've seen how they responded to uh, riots in the past. And they tell police to stand down. And they don't do a great job protecting the safety of the citizenry. So I hope that they're serious about doing it this time. All right. As we continue, uh, Nancy Pelosi chimes in. do you think she who do you think she thinks who does she think
1: she is is the election
2: right (laughs) on your friday morning answer
0: the morning answer with brian whitman and jennifer horn jen is the conservative crusader brian is our lovable liberal welcome to the answer
2: thanks for joining us it is a freaky friday here on the morning answer brian whitman jennifer horn celebrating Halloween, celebrating four days until uh, Election Day, if you can believe we are that close. The question is, who is going to win? Who will pull off the victory? And when will we know? Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was asked yesterday to chime in on the outcome of the election. I don't know if this is a big surprise, Whitman, but she has a bold prediction. I
3: feel very confident that Joe Biden will be elected president on Tuesday, whatever the and the count is, but on the election that occurs on Tuesday, he will be elected. On January 20th, he will be inaugurated President of the United States. Okay. So while we don't want to be overconfident or assume anything, <laughs> we have to be ready for how we are going to go down a different path.
1: Okay, that's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who does sound pretty confident in her projection that Joe Biden's going to win. Look, it's still three days, 14 hours, 38 minutes exactly until polls open on. Election Day Tuesday and America picks a president. And there is early voting and, and that number increased up to 80 million votes cast already, as Jen pointed out a moment ago. And the issue is turnout for the Trump campaign, for the Biden campaign today. Busy day for both candidates and the weekend with Halloween not happening in Los Angeles. No celebration in West Hollywood. But across the country, this is the final weekend to get the final message for those that want to hear more to those undecided critical voters in the middle and the ground game. Yeah. Who has the ground game to get their voters out for those who are voting in person, Jennifer, on Tuesday?
2: Yeah, and the the race is on, really. There are, I think, 10 rallies separating the president from now until Election Day. He will be traveling uh, really aggressively all over the country today. He'll be in Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Joe Biden will be in Minnesota. He'll be in Iowa. And uh, watch where they go. Watch where they double up. Florida, Minnesota. These are places where, if for Florida, Joe Biden, sees opportunity to steal that away from Trump. In Minnesota, you see President Trump seeing an opportunity to steal that away from Biden. I think it is kind of interesting that Democrats have changed their tune, however, over the last several months. Remember, it was all about early voting. People need to mail in their ballots. We want to have all of this. Well, now, Nancy Pelosi had a very different message for voters. Take a listen.
3: This weekend, she'll be very interesting to see how many more people will vote in advance. I hope that people will not depend on the mail because they have done all they can to dismantle uh, the uh, postal system. But I salute our postal workers, our letter carriers, and those who are making the best of the situation. But even uh, the, the Postal Service is saying it's too late now to mail. A first-class piece of mail to take more than five or six days to get, reach its destination is, uh, that speaks for itself. So here we are. And it is a, it's a remarkable, remarkable experience that our country has been through.
2: That's Nancy Pelosi there. One of the battleground states that people are watching and that certainly will get a lot of attention on election night is the state of Pennsylvania. There are already a lot of lawyers in the state from both the president's re-election campaign and from Joe Biden's election campaign. The Real Clear Politics average right now has Joe Biden up in the state of Pennsylvania by three and a half. That's mm-hmm. not much. It's a pretty tight race, and there'll be a lot of attention there. Now, joining us right now is a, a, a woman. We're so happy- Happy to have her. This is uh, really fun, but also has some serious implications. There is a bakery in Pennsylvania. It's called uh, it's, is it Loshel Loshel's it's, Bakery. We talked L'Oshel, with- Loshel. Sorry about that, Lochelle's Bakery. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The owner Kathleen Loshel joins us right now, and they've been doing these campaign cookies. It's almost like a little straw poll that's been going on, sort of organically. Kathleen Loshel, welcome to the Morning Answer. It's-
4: Thank
2: you. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Hi, Kathleen. The cookies that are available, if a customer comes in, they buy a certain cookie to suggest they support President Trump for re-election or former Vice President Biden as a challenger. That's what
2: you're doing, isn't it?
4: Yes, it is. Yes, it it, uh is. It's quite fantastic what's going on here in our little town here at the bakery.
2: Now, you're in the state of Pennsylvania, and you have had a lot of people, foot traffic coming in the store. I know you've had a lot of mail-in orders as well. These cookies are really cute. The Trump ones are, are red. The Biden ones are blue. Uh, where are we right now? What is the tally? Which candidate in uh, the locals poll is actually winning?
4: So as of right now, Donald Trump has sold 23,500. And Joe Biden has sold 4050 <laughs>
2: So it's going to be a landslide is what you're telling us, Kathleen.
4: Well, if, if the cookies are predicting the winner again this year, then yes. But I think uh, that Pennsylvania being such a toss-up state yeah. that I, I don't know if the cookies will predict it or not. I mean, I, uh, I I'm really speechless at the amount of cookies that has sold, though.
1: I must say that at 538, Nate Silver, right, that 538 organization, the only pollster who correctly predicted Jennifer uh, and, uh, and, and to everyone at the bakery this morning, who would win in 2016? They nailed it. They said Trump will, will eke it out. Uh, they, they have an outcome. Uh, they don't have an outcome. They have a poll going in. We'll share the odds with you for both candidates here. But I will say that Pennsylvania battleground polling, also North Carolina battleground polling, according to 538, those two swing states have remained pretty constant. In in that they're not able to be called, whereas there's a lot of movement, guys, in many of the other half a dozen or so battleground states, which will decide the election on Tuesday night. We would like to think we'd know the decision on Tuesday night, but we don't know that we will.
2: Yeah, Kathleen, I'm curious to know. Kathleen Loeschel is joining us. She runs, she's the owner of Loeschel's Bakery. They are in Pennsylvania. They have, uh, they do all sorts of great things. You can check out their website because it is truly fantastic. All the fun stuff that they do, but they have, but they have these cookies that are red for Trump. They say Trump 2020, blue for Biden, Biden 2020. And they've been selling them and and tallying the sales every single day. Have you done this before, Kathleen, or is this the first time around that you've done this for an election?
4: No, we actually did it in 2008 and we literally only sold a couple dozen. Uh, 2012 we did it. It grew a little more, but not much more. Then in 2016 we did see a lot more sales. We then sold almost a thousand. So it it was a lot for us then. So you can imagine now four years later selling close to 30,000 is, is just phenomenal. So
2: I want to ask about the accuracy of your previous predictions, even on that small level when you had a dozen cookies that you sold. Have you accurately predicted elections in the past with the sales? Yes. Really? Every single time?
4: Yes. I mean, in 2016, it was very close, um, Hillary and uh, Donald, but yeah, Donald did sell more cookies in 2016 as
2: well. All right. There you have it, uh, women. I think this is better than Nate Silver. Look, and, I really and, and do. As the old
1: phrase goes, you know, <laughs> some candidates make you want to toss your cookies. I mean, as you mentioned Hillary there and, uh, of course, President Trump. But, look, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, speaking – uh, thank you, Kathleen. And, and it's an thank interesting you. story in a state that will matter – very, very much. Speaking of cookies, you accept cookies if you use Twitter or Facebook. Aha. Big tech being grilled by the US Senate this week. And I'll tell you something, they've accepted more social media political ad spending oh, yeah. than ever ever before that number's in today and it's a huge number
2: Kathleen thank you so much and if you're interested oh, in thank seeing you for having me yeah I want to give out the website for you though Loeschel's bakery l-o-c-h-e-l-s bakery.com check it out beautiful cakes cookies pastries I mean it's fantastic and the fact that they're doing these campaign cookies really a fun thing to kind of lighten up election season so Kathleen thanks so much for all that you're doing
4: healthy and stay safe, everyone. Thank uh, you. You
2: too. Loeschel's Bakery. Kathleen are our guest. You can find them, loeschelsbakery.com. And she's accurately predicted every election. She's like Brian. the main silver of desserts. So, I mean, she says she's got it locked down. And Trump winning by 22,000 cookies. I, that's This is a big deal, guys. You know, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of smart people that say the polls are totally wrong this time around and that there is going to be a Trump landslide. It, what, look, none of us know what's going to happen on Tuesday. There are a whole lot of circumstances that can surround this election that can kind of change the course of it. But if her cookie thing is any indication, <laughs> At it is a landslide for Trump.
1: That The guy, Nate Silver, is the guy, the one guy President Trump looked to in 2016. He called it amid the all the wrong public polls four years ago. What is that polling group saying on this Friday morning about Tuesday's presidential election? Donald Daily Download will have
2: that. Uh, The Donald Daily Download, also a promise made to a very important industry. Did it in Nevada. We'll tell you what that promise is as your Friday Morning Answer continues.
0: Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn.
2: Thanks for joining us. It's Friday on The Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and uh, we are celebrating Freaky Friday all morning long. We've been dropping clues about our Halloween costumes, and Whitman, I've got to say, mm. you look absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Except. What's on your head keeps slipping backwards. you are going to move that forward a little. Oh, little right. It edge.
1: is radio, but I'm yeah. just moving it ahead a little bit. And I will tell you that this hair. Oh, there we go. Now uh, we're, now it, we're it, cooking. There will be photos up because while Los Angeles with their uh, with their, with our mayor and our Dr. Barbara Ferrer, L.A. County, they're saying no Halloween, no trick-or-treating. Uh, Not here. We're doing our own little renegade thing. And we have three days, 14 hours, 23 minutes, and 28 seconds. So the polls open in America for in-person voting, and that means only one thing at this important
0: time
2: We have only one second until daily
1: download
0: this is the answer with brian and jen no they're calling this you a, a corrupt politician oh. nobody hey, president we'll
2: the trump i want to stay hell. on the
4: issue of race we're Take talking the about the issue from hell
0: the donald daily download
2: really an interesting debate about this upcoming election is just where certain minority groups will fall will they vote traditionally will black and hispanic voters vote more traditionally with democrats or are they ready to as president trump said try something new and vote for republicans and one of the the things that has been really kind of hotly debated really contested i think in the media is about famous black people coming up, famous black Americans coming up and endorsing President Trump. We heard 50 Cent do it this last week, and he got torn apart on Twitter for saying that he voted for President Trump so much so that he walked back his endorsement. Yesterday, after a campaign rally where President Trump met with Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne endorsed President Trump. Another person who's getting some heat is Ice Cube. Ice Cube worked with the president on what he calls the Platinum Plan, which is a plan for elevating black Americans and giving economic, uh, opportunity to uh, these groups of people. Ice Cube was literally pulled off of CNN for just saying that President Trump worked with him. Now, the argument is, should Democrats expect Black Americans to vote for them because they're going to be offering them the best services? Or do you want to vote for someone like President Trump who actually gives Black voices a seat at the table and implements some of these plans? Ice Cube talked about this the other day, talked about it yesterday, saying he's not picking sides, but yet talked about the fact that he wants the person in charge to give a voice to his message.
5: You know, I was eager to talk to both campaigns. You know, I'm done playing this. Politic game, um, join the sides. Uh, to me, that that doesn't get the job done. You know, what gets what gets the job done is to um, you know try to make a deal with whoever's in power, and hopefully they see uh, what what we're going through. Um, now we don't know who's going to win, and so you know the fact that we don't know that is the reason why I felt like we need to meet with both sides. People get mad because they pick their sides. People get mad because they have their perks or whatever they're gonna get from each party and they want me to pick a side and they're upset because I haven't. But if I pick the side, um, I don't think, um, you know, talking about the issues of the black community would still be on the tongues of, and on the minds, and on the consciousness of both of these campaigns.
1: The person speaking there, Ice Cube, of course, a recording star and music producer who is a very influential, very powerful guy, very successful and wealthy person. Uh, he, he, he's an African-American person uh, who, who talked about uh, deliberating there between President Trump or, or, or former Vice President uh, Biden. There are many voices from many groups that are typically, have typically voted in certain ways that are saying, wait, no, uh, that might not be that way on Tuesday, this 2020 election year. Alveda King, a friend of... Uh, the morning answer and AM 870 was on with us a couple of weeks ago she written a book about her support of president trump and it's so critical jen and you know this because Even an incremental move in some of these areas, female voters, suburban females, suburban white women or African-American males, even an incremental shift in the way some demographics are voting could be enough votes to shift an otherwise very, very even race if if that is what's going on here three days before the election.
2: And I think that's one of the questions, and I think the fact that you have some prominent names coming up and saying – Look, Donald Trump was willing to open the door. We saw it when Kim Kardashian West goes into the White House to talk about criminal justice reform. The president talked to her, put her in touch with Jared Kushner. I know we laugh about him, but he's been incredibly effective in not only creating this criminal justice reform that had bipartisan support. He's also had these Middle East peace deals. But they let them, you know, they they let you have the conversation. They are an approachable administration, I think, which is Pretty unusual, even when you had President Obama in the White House or George W. Bush. When do you remember a lot of celebrities coming through and creating legislation so immediately? And I Mm. think that's really the difference with the Trump administration is that they're willing to let everybody in with an idea and create legislation and do it without a lot of the speed bumps that I think many traditional politicians put in their way.
1: Well, look, all of the all of the meetings, all of the appointments, all of the interactions at either of these candidates, whether it be the president Trump, the incumbent, or the former Vice President Biden who's challenging him, all of these All of these meetings connections are part of a turn out the vote effort, which is happening yesterday. The candidates crisscrossing in Tampa, Florida, and today on the Donald Daily Download, they're going to crisscross again in a different state.
2: Yeah, the president uh, will talk about where where they will be in just a few moments. But the president made a promise in Nevada. Nevada is one of the states where the president sees opportunity to pick up some electoral votes. There are only six in the state of Nevada. Hillary Clinton won the state in 2016, but President Trump has been there a lot. Biden has not. That tells you that there is a very big possibility that President Trump could pick up the state of Nevada. And he knows that the state is filled with hospitality workers. That's their industry. And this is a promise he made to them a few days ago.
1: I love that you said that they're counting on me because they can. I'm the one that got this whole thing started that kept them going in the first place. I'm the one that's fighting for deductibility, which will be such a big thing that will be bigger. You'll make everything up very quickly because. There was never a business. That was a great business when you had deductibility. Yeah. It was never the same after they ended that, probably close to 20 years ago. But I remember it well. And there was a reason for doing it. You know, what the reason was everybody did so well. That's why they ended it. That's right. Somebody should have fought it. The restaurant should have fought it. But we're bringing that back. Uh, all I say to them is hang on, hang in. It's coming back and it'll be better than before. And this is what the president in the final days here, Jennifer, has been stressing in that in that much uh, uh, ballyhooed interview with Leslie Stahl over at 60 Minutes, where President Trump walked out of that interview. Uh, the, the, that interview, of course, uh, has been talked about, and it's consumable, and we've had portions of it here on The Morning Answer. The president is trying, uh, by uh, any way possible, to stress the economic message here that he will uh lead back to where we were before the declaration of the pandemic, saying to Leslie Stahl, it's not my fault that it happened, but we will go back to where we were. The president asking voters in that moment, for patients to come along with him and embrace his leadership as he asked for four more years at a historical time when it's a tough question, not, not because of President Trump specifically, but because of this biological mother nature pandemic that's unprecedented and upon us three days before the election.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, it is about turning out votes. It's about gaining people's um, confidence in renewing the economy. And that is what President Trump is doing. The campaigns are going to be crossing paths again today. Yesterday, they were in Florida. Now, they will cross paths in Minnesota. Now, I think what is what is important to note here is that President Trump targeting Minnesota, he's hoping to become the first Republican in nearly a half a century to actually win that state. He sees opportunity there. Both candidates in Minnesota today, the president will also be in Wisconsin. He will be in Michigan, which is a critical state, both of them for President Trump's path to re-election. The, pre- the former vice president will be in Iowa today trying to uh, capture that state away from president trump's column
1: wisconsin voters uh do go different ways it's about 50 50 when they're asked how they think president trump's done on covid 19 that's wisconsin that's an important statistic is it does it portend how that vote may go or might not go with 50 50 essentially down the middle there are unanswered questions 80 million votes already cast polling voting in person on tuesday three days 14 hours 14 minutes exactly
2: will we have a winner on election night that's a question for our guest larry elder the sage joins us next as your friday morning answer continues
0: brian whitman's voices jennifer horn's brain what else do you need to start your day this is the morning answer
2: Thanks for joining us. This is Halloween almost anyway, about as close as we'll get here on The Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and uh, we thank you for spending your morning with us. We are in costume.
1: Well, I just only took off one Wait, element
3: of it.
2: We are in costume today. We've been dropping little hints throughout the day about uh, just what we might be wearing. We are in a threpple today, not like Katie Hill, but we've got three of our team, Brian, me, our executive producer, the enforcer. We call her Katie. We're all dressed up in a, a coordinating costume, and um, we want you to try to figure out if you can guess before our big reveal, 855-785-8255. Oh, here, he. Now,
1: you can tweet that to us, by the way, at Jennifer Horn, at Brian Whitman, if you'd like to do that as well. Tomorrow, officially, Jennifer, no Halloween in West Hollywood, the annual parade, which is... Among uh, the biggest and uh, largest in the world, if not the largest in the world, celebrations of Halloween because of COVID-19. Dr. Barbara Ferrer over at the L.A. County Department of Public Health. There is no there are no Halloween uh, festivities in the city of West Hollywood this year. There are some changes to our lives this year manifesting today. Jerry's Deli in Studio City, world famous Jerry's Deli. Today, they close after tolerating with this economic uh problem for the closures of restaurants trying to struggle to get by. The owners of Jerry's Deli say they would like to reopen in the future, but today is the day that they are closing. They like to say, and they are saying temporarily.
2: Yeah, hopefully that'll be the case. It's tough for restaurants right now, eight months into a shutdown, asking them to make really extreme changes to their businesses. It's a rough time for those in the hospitality industry, for restaurants, for tourism in general. Today marks, excuse me, election day arriving in uh, Southern California. We are one step closer to uh, getting to a final result. We are just about four days away from election day. And even though the real day is Tuesday, early voting, centers are opening up this weekend. Early voting already underway in Los Angeles at universal mail-in ballots, of course, all throughout the state of California. But if you want to go in person to cast a ballot, it's going to get a whole lot easier today when hundreds of additional voting centers open up across L.A. County, Orange County. There are more than a 100 vote centers opened up in L.A. County last week. But as of today, Brian, 650 will be open. So your choices of where to go uh, have just gotten a whole lot easier. And at this
1: point, uh, three days, 14 hours, six minutes, 30 seconds at the sound of the tone. 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 Until the polls open in the most traditional way, 7 a.m. here in California, of course, six o'clock in the morning in New York on on their time. This is in-person voting that probably all of us grew up in America doing, going to a polling place. The indicators of early voting, the absentee ballots, the vote by mail, tens of millions of ballots being returned, these markers indicate... A lot of voting, high passion, high interest. People are voting in numbers that are very high. Specifically, one report today, Jennifer, on The Morning Answer says Mm -hmm. young people, first-time voters who have never voted because they didn't want to or they were just too young to vote in a presidential election in high numbers, have been uh, recorded in early voting by whatever mechanism was being used specifically. So young people voting. For whom are they voting? We'll have to wait till those results come in.
2: And it's not just young people. It's uh, a lot of people. Now, it's unclear whether or not because of COVID-19, because of some of the um, amendments made to how we traditionally vote, if that's why we're seeing such a high number, but already 82 million, I think, is where we are, early votes that have been cast so far. In the state of Colorado, for instance, and they're being looked at not so much for their impact on the presidential election, but they're being looked at for the balance of power in the Senate. They have uh, a really tight Senate race. Cory Gardner is the current senator. John Hickenlooper is the former governor who is very popular in the state of Colorado. And they are separated by just a small margin of votes in that Senate race. That could be a seat that that Democrats could pick up that is currently red. They could turn it blue. And uh, so – They've said already that half the state has Mm -hmm. already cast their vote. This is going to be an election with a high voter turnout.
1: Yeah, it already is with the early voting going on and people turning out. You spoke of the U.S. Senate and that race in Colorado, which is very close, obviously, uh, without a doubt. Mitch McConnell saying yesterday, the Senate leader, Republican uh, Mitch McConnell from the great state of Kentucky, saying, and I'll quote him 50-50, that Democrats could retake the U.S. Senate 50-50, that Republicans who currently are leading the U.S. Senate, hold on to that power in the U.S. Senate. An interesting and newsworthy out loud comment from Mitch McConnell yesterday calling the Senate a 50 50 game at this point.
2: And I think it's very likely that Republicans will hold on to the the leadership position in the Senate. But again, these are all predictions and I I I would say Mitch McConnell's smart here to say it's 50-50 because he is going to encourage people not to rest on their laurels, right? To just think That's that right. everything's decided by saying it's 50-50 and anything can happen, which is true of any election day, then people will actually be motivated to go out there and vote. Now, it isn't just the candidates who are out campaigning around. The Biden camp has sent out Jill Biden to do some TV appearances for Joe. She was on television yesterday. She said it's been a lot of fun campaigning during the pandemic.
4: Donald Trump is going out holding the rallies. People don't have masks. That's entirely different, like you're saying, with what we're doing. We're listening to the state's rules, what they're saying about gatherings, how many people can be there. But we're doing a lot of fun stuff, Gerald. Like we're having these car rallies where people stay in their cars and um, it's just, you know, they blow their horns and wave flags and signs. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, it's a, you're right. It's a different feel. But I think the rallies that Donald Trump is having, I think it's irresponsible because people's lives are on the line. Joe Biden has said that a lot. He has
2: run his campaign primarily on COVID. That has been his top campaign issue, certainly in positioning himself against President Trump's handling of the pandemic. He does try to paint a more united front. He says that he's not going to see the country as red and blue. See if you buy this.
0: 2008 and 2012, Florida placed their trust in me and Barack. And each day we're in office. We worked as hard for you and the entire country as we did, not red states, blue states. It was always the United States of America. (laughs) Folks, I was reminded of that earlier this month when I visited the sacred grounds of Gettysburg. Abraham Lincoln taught us that we need to unite our nation, that a house divided cannot stand. And I was reminded of it earlier this week when I went to Warm Springs, Georgia, Reflecting on FDR taught us about the need to heal the nation. I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'll govern as an American president to unite and to heal. That's former Vice President Joe
1: Biden on the campaign trail. Uh, Both candidates yesterday uh, crisscrossed in Tampa in Florida, critical state, battleground state. And of course, for those who have not voted yet, the effort here is to get out the vote. And if we look at news items, yesterday we talked to our friend uh, Stephen Moore about the good jobs numbers that came out, uh, uh, indicating more good news with the economy in terms of coming back. The president urging in media with Leslie Stahl this week, that point, that he he is the one who should be the trusted steward to bring the economy back. Joe Biden marrying himself to these reports of record num- uh, a record number of COVID cases in one day being made public by health officials here it, with just three days before the election. Both candidates kind of presenting those different issues although they are connected as their number one issues. And they have really important data and information to drive that thrust into this weekend, into Tuesday, Election Day in America.
2: It's going to come down to ground game and campaign organization. And that's where Republicans have an edge over the next few days. Democrats take part a lot in early voting, more so than Republicans. That's not to say there aren't a lot of Republicans early voting as well this year because of the pandemic. But watch in the important states of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, what happens this weekend when Republicans get get out and start trying to get people to the polls. Also a point of note, when Joe Biden said that he and Obama didn't look at red states and blue states, it was Obama who never went to a whole handful of red states when he was the president. He never visited as president South Dakota, North Dakota, Arkansas, Idaho, Utah, South Carolina. The list goes on and on. As we continue, the president or the former vice president making a shocking claim about his son will tell you uh, what he said about Hunter as your Friday morning answer continues.